So it's the NBA Finals. Well, it's not right now. I'm talking in the past. One time, there was the NBA Finals. Warriors are down by two points. Three seconds left in the game. Steph Curry breaks free of his defender. He gets the ball. He launches a seemingly impossible shot. Just as the ball leaves his fingertips, the buzzer sounds. Ball goes in. Swish. Warriors win the game. They're static. Afterward, the reporters ask Steph, how in the world did you do that? To which he pointed to his shoes, and he quoted Philippians 4.13, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Yeah. Now, Philippians 4.13, it might be the most frequently quoted verse in scripture when it comes to sports. And on the one side, it's incredible because it's giving God the glory for these God-given gifts that they have. But at the same time, it's often used almost as a rally cry for these amazing feats. And us Christians are not immune to this either. Uh, Because sometimes we'll use this verse almost as if believing that Christ will empower us to fulfill our dreams, to climb to new heights and embrace our destinies. Here's an example. You want to climb Mount Everest? Hey, I can do all things in Christ. Who gives me strength? I'm going to go climb Everest today. You want to lift a car with your bare hands by the power of the Alpha and the Omega? You can do it, right? You really want that job promotion? Just get after it. It's going to happen. Or maybe you just want to acquire wealth and fame. Hey, if you can dream it, you can do it. You can have anything you want, anything you desire. Accomplish all things through Christ. Huh. Have you ever had an all things moment? When you took on a seemingly impossible task, believing that you could? I've had a few in my day. I want you to travel with me back to college. There I am. Just a young kid who was afraid of haircuts. Repping my high school and college. Knowing it's in college should probably give you a hint of how this goes. Well, My buddy, that's Ryan Mott, one of my roommates, my good, good friend. And we decided to go to Famous Dave's and take on the full slab. Full slab, it's an entire rack of ribs. It is three sides and a side salad. And you have a Kevin weighing in about 110 on a good day. But I believe I can do this. And so I went after it. Sides, no problem. Salad, felt like filler, but we got through it. Working the way through the ribs, feeling good. Then not so good. Then really not good at all. I came two ribs shy of finishing the full slab. Two ribs, and I blamed the end rib. The bone itself was not even a half inch thick, and the amount of meat was about three inches on it. Deceptive. Got me. About $35, miserable, bumpy car ride home later, you would find Ryan Mott and I sitting in our Lazy Boys, trying not to move, 
questioning life's decisions and hoping our body didn't betray us. I think it was in that moment that I discovered that day I could not, in fact, do all things. There's a lot of things I dream that I cannot do. Maybe you've had an experience like that in your life. Maybe a full slab experience. Or maybe something a little bit closer to your heart where you have worked tirelessly at work. You're putting in extra hours. You're just not recognized or noticed. You keep getting looked over. Or maybe you're on that sports team if you're in school and you put in so much more effort. You're just as good as those other guys and you're still riding the bench. Or maybe you've been fighting loneliness for a long time and your heart's desire has been a life partner and for whatever reason, just hasn't worked out. Or you're a couple and all you have wanted was a child and it hasn't come. Or you're sick. And you've been longing for God's healing, been praying for healing, and you're still sick. This is the tension. On first glance, this passage tells us we can do all things, but our lived experience tells us that we can't. So how do we wrestle with that? That's why we're starting this series called Twisted Scripture. We're looking at some of the ways Scripture can be twisted to mean things that it doesn't, to confuse us. And a a lot of times when you think of it, we twist God's Word to tell us what we long to hear, what we want to hear, but not necessarily what we need to hear. And then we start to question God's Word's validity because we don't get what we want because it's not delivering on things that it actually never promised. But what we know, the Bible doesn't need a twist. It's the living, active, true word of God. So we're going to untangle some knots and discover the truth of these words together. Now, two weeks from today is Mother's Day. You're welcome for that reminder. Two weeks from today is Mother's Day. We are going to talk about being prospered and healed. Look at two different passages, plans to prosper you. You may know that one. And others, uh, if you have faith, pray and you will be healed. Oh, okay. So we're going to unpack those together. Next week, we're going to talk about this concept that people commonly think is found in the Bible, but it's actually not. And that's this phrase of, God won't give you more than you can handle. Ooh, really? Let's find out next week together. But today's message is titled, All Things, as we look at Philippians 4, 13. Here it is again, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. How do we twist that? Well, often we take it out of context, But when we look at it this way, we think Christ can empower us to accomplish anything. We can fulfill our dreams. We can climb to new heights. We can embrace our destinies. We can accomplish whatever we set our minds to. 
We use it as almost a mystical incantation when we're faced with a difficult task or the seemingly impossible. But here's the danger of that twist. In one way, it kind of views God as a genie, as a transactional relationship that this is what I want, so now give me what I want, not necessarily what we need. But also, when we fail, we may question if God's word is true. We may question God's care for us. We may question God's presence in our lives if he doesn't show up and help us achieve our dreams. So how do we start to untangle this? Well, anytime you read the Bible, it's helpful to consider the context as well as the setting. You may think that Paul wrote this while standing on top of a mountain after scaling it on his own and uh, building the best tent he's ever built. You know, he's a tent maker. And uh, converting a hundred non-believers that day. And he said, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Except that's not when he wrote this. He wrote this in a dark, dank prison cell. We know Philippians is one of the prison epistles, after all. And so we consider not just the setting, but also that Philippians 4.13, it's part of a larger idea. So let's expand out and find the context of what Paul is saying. This is what he writes. I rejoiced greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. He's writing to the church in Philippi. They, had a, they were one of the churches that gave willingly to support him financially to do the ministry that he was called to do. And so that's what he's thanking them here for. Indeed, you were concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. And I'm not saying this because I'm in need, because I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need. I know what it is to have plenty And I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all this through him who gives me strength. And what we start to figure out is this verse isn't really about dreaming bigger dreams. But Paul is reminding us that we can endure the crushing feeling of defeat if those dreams are not realized. It's not about conquering the world. He's reminding us that we can press on when the world conquers us. It's not so much about having strength to be an incredible athlete and do these incredible feats or acquiring great wealth or fame or whatever we want. Verses about God giving us the strength to find our contentment in Him when we're facing those lives in the moments when life has stretched us completely thin. If, like Paul, Jesus is the center of our lives, then when hardships come, rock our world, though the walls may crumble around us, our foundation remains because we're built on the solid rock of Christ. Because of Jesus, we know we can approach each and every day with joy, because our joy is not based on our circumstances. It's found in the everlasting Lord. 
And through God, we no longer need to fear our hardship that is guaranteed to come our way. We don't have to fear our heartache or even death because we have an everlasting assurance and promise of the fullness of life with God for all of eternity where he promises he will wipe away every tear from every eye. He will make all things right. And when we feel we're not strong enough, we can take heart because God is stronger than anything we face in this world. We've talked about the twist, but what's true? We actually can't do all things, and frankly, that's a very good thing. But God absolutely can do all things though he is deliberate in what he chooses to do. And we can be content in all things because God holds all things together. Paul's writing about a beautiful reliance on God in the midst of the uncertainties of this life. He wasn't proclaiming he can do all things after he was busted out of prison and he broke out. He did it from a joy-filled and settled heart resting in God's hands while he was still in that cell. And frankly, there is a beautiful gift in knowing that we can't do all things. I struggle enough with restraint and making wise choices as evident by the big slab, <laughs> I'd be very fearful of having unlimited power, <laughs> quite frankly. You should be too. <laughs> that would not be good. <laughs> I mean, imagine being able to do anything. That's not for us. Humans are really poor vessels of power. But God is all-powerful, and he we can trust. We can't do all things, but God can. Jesus said in Matthew 19, 36, with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Absolutely. Of course. I mean, think about it. God, he can do anything he wants at any time. If he wanted, he could turn this floor into lava right now. He could make us all stop seeing the color purple. Okay, he could do that, but he's not going to. Because God can do all things, but he is orderly, and he is deliberate in what he chooses to do. And that is a great comfort. <laughs> he is in complete control of his unlimited power, and he acts with a purpose. That means we know God could have gotten Paul out of jail. No problem for God, right? Not a problem at all. He could have gotten him out, but instead he met Paul in that jail. And he gave Paul a message for all saints throughout all time, a message of joy and contentment and hope, even when you are locked away, even when you don't think you can see it. He gave that message for his audience and for us that we can endure through the hardships of life. So when God doesn't do what we want him to, He's not letting us down. He's doing something that we can't even imagine. So we keep 
the faith. And we're encouraged to keep the faith once more. Consider Colossians 1, 15 through 17. It says this, The Son is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn over all creation. For in him all things were created, things in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or powers or rulers or authorities. All things have been created through him and for him. He is before all things, and in him all things hold together. God created it all. He sustains it all. He holds it all together. Jesus Christ is holding all things together. Right now, the universe, as the stars spiral through the sky and the moon orbits around an earth that is orbiting around a sun in a milky way that is spinning throughout the cosmos, he holds it all together and he holds you all together as well. Every breath of your lungs, every beat of your heart, as the blood courses through your veins, he has you and holds you in the palm of his hand. He has you and will hold you all together. God's got this, and he's got you. So yes, you can't, but God can. So what can we do? If we can't do all things, what can we do? Well, we can find our contentment in an all-loving God by resting in his presence. We can rely on him and his unlimited love and strength, knowing that compared to him, we are frail. We may not be able to do everything. We can't do everything, but we can give God our everything. As we draw close to God, he writes our perspective. Things we thought mattered, things we thought we wanted, fall away the closer we get to the Savior. And what we really need, we realize we already have. Because everything we need is found in him. And so we can rejoice. And so we're encouraged to do all we can to get ourselves out of the way and let God shine through us. Ephesians 3.20 reminds us that God can do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine. And I take great comfort in that. Great comfort in knowing I can't do all things, but God can. And when God acts, it's glorious. In fact, when God acts, all creation sings his praises. So we join in with him saying, Hallelujah. So friends, may we rely on him. Seek contentment and find your peace in the one who holds you and all things together. Amen. Let's pray. Oh God, how incredible this is that you and all your power and all your glory and all your majesty is the Lord God, creator of the universe and everything in it that you hold it all together. And knowing who you are, God, you are love. So you hold it all together lovingly in the palm of your hand. Father, we are humbled and we give you thanks for that profound truth. And God, we also admit there are times when we try and take control. 
every week, every day, maybe, try and take control from you and do things our own way and complain when we don't get what we want and when we lose sight of what we really need, which is found in your presence. And God, we pray that we can continue to point towards you and rely on you, finding our hope and our joy and our purpose in you. We give you thanks that you use your power only for good. So may we rely on you and get out of the way. For if you could conquer death, you can do anything. As we continue to celebrate on this side of Easter, we rejoice (laughs) with the cosmos that you hold together by singing your praises today. We love you, Lord. We pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.